On this week's episode of Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap week four of the NFL season and go into our segments with Performance of the Week, Nathan Peterman Award, Stock Up, Stock Down, and preview week five. And end things as always with our two-minute drill. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, I'm sure you're doing pretty good this week, probably a little better than last week. Yeah, with, with a lone... Ref complaints. Yeah, with a lone glitch, uh, this this season has uh, has gone quite smoothly so far. Um, and, and I mean, that I attribute 100% to watching the game in the 10K studio, which is never something I'll ever do again because we're moving. So uh, with that out of the way, yeah, I don't have too many complaints. Ke- Kevin, I hate to break it to you, but I actually leased that space, and we have to watch every single Packer game. <laughs> and I'm going to kidnap you and tie you up and leave you with the TV <laughs> running. <laughs> like like some sort of like the lamest <laughs> saw trap ever where like the remote is like just out of reach. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but... Um, yeah, but things, yeah. things are going pretty well. How, how are you doing? All right. So <laughs> you want to just start? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kirk Tober, I huh? Wanna, what I want to say here is the Vikings are obviously one in three. Um, this game, it, it was ugly. I mean, it was, it was pretty ugly game. Um, if the first two games were ammo, for kind of the Kirk fans, I feel like this one might be ammo for the Kirk haters. Yeah, I see, like more this, so. This is this is where I'm going to get you on it. Like I'm going to uh-huh. kind of go. I'm going to counter with that. So here's here hear me out. I've already harped on the first three games uh, a good amount, um, especially the first you know two games with the losses. We were you know week one we lose twenty four to twenty seven. Um, you know, the, the fumble call, you know, my stance on it. I think cook was down, whatever it mm-hmm. happens. Uh, so the offensive line had 10 plus flags. That's really a, you can't ever have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, it hasn't been close to that since that game. Um, you know, week, th- week two, obviously w- we should be winning that game. Like Arizona is the last undefeated team. I mean, we had an under 40 yard field goal attempt. We, you know, yeah. Greg Joseph ma- should be making that two very um, close situations. And then obviously, you know, week three was a win and we held Wilson and the Seahawks to zero points in the second half. I mean, it looked like that's what you wanted going forward. And then week four, the Cleveland Browns are a very, very good football team. And we held, you know, Nick well, Chubb, the, the, Hunt. the Cleveland Browns ha- have at least 52 good players um, yeah, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll get we'll probably to talk about way. Baker in a second. But, but we held we held that offense and that team, you know, to 14 points. And you can make an argument saying and they two got field some, goals in there too, and, so and, only and one you touchdown. Look at the second quarter, you look at and that touchdown, which we're going to get to. I mean, we had to hold them. They scored on their seventh and goal. You know, it, it, yeah, there was some things in this game that we that. I, 
I just do not agree with, and I'm not alone in this. Tony Are you talking was, in a, from an officiating standpoint? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a, a big, bad time game, and I, I think it because it was a noon game, it kind of got lost. It, you know, if it was a primetime game and these things happened, it's all it's everywhere, but it, it's kind of lost in the shuffle of I, I, I can't happen. support you trashing the refs. These guys are really trying their best. <laughs> They're taking time away from their families. I assume yeah, they have. Families. I don't think any ref has a family. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I just no the one. only one confirmed is Hockley because his son is a ref. I think that um, they just like cut off a small part of Ed and just grew it in a petri dish to make a new a new Ed. Yeah, and they had to name yeah. him something else, obviously. But yeah, yeah um, I don't know if that's so, confirmed. You know, you look at that. I, I just think like you have to believe that like this team we're, we're one in three, but that is such a I'm like that is not I don't think that really realistic you're the, you're the best one in three team. I I You'd yeah, probably be the best two and two as, team. I mean like it's just <laughs> it's just unfortunate that like that's our record right now. But the way I look at it is, it, it's not a death sentence. You know, it, it just the way this te- this team is too talented and to to be. Like this is over after four games. You know, it's a we we have thirteen more games of the season. Um, I want to get to Kirk. And yeah, I was going to say, I feel alone. I feel like that that is very true, and I think that you can kind of hold this game up as okay. The defense did a pretty good job at yeah. stopping the Browns. However, you can't Big, score seven no. points and expect no, absolutely to win not. the game on our first drive too. On our first drive. Yeah, it was so, it was literally that, and then nothing else. And granted, there was some fourth game, down stuff that you know, this like is a game you could have kicked but I don't. Uh, I I like the aggressiveness of it. I don't like it's it's hard because the way our offensive play calling was going, it wasn't really adapting to the amount of pressure that Cleveland was getting uh, on thirty eight pass attempts. We had twenty seven pressures allowed. Um, just just to put that in context. Um, Patrick Mahomes was pressured 25 times on 49 pass attempts in the Super Bowl, and you saw we all saw how that went. So yeah. I I just you 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 cannot expect to score many points, and let alone be successful on offense with that pressure rate. I mean it's it's a, it's ridiculous. It doesn't matter who's back there. We could have anyone back there. They're not going to be good. Like the best player in in football. Was not good in that when he was pressured. But he did score more than seven points. He didn't I score mean, a touchdown. They didn't score a touchdown. They had nine points. Yeah, but nine is more than seven. So <laughs> checkmate atheists. No. <laughs> um, so I, I just think it's – we need to improve our ability to adapt mid-game. And that has been a, a problem um, for a and little it, while here. And it seems like – Kind of from a scheme standpoint, because I think that, you know, blanket statement, you like Kirk Cousins more than I like Kirk Cousins, and that shouldn't shock anybody. And, you know, I'm sure the truth I'm, is I'm going to like somewhere any of our middle. quarterbacks. Like, I'm going to always yeah. root for them to be successful, as every team should. Yeah, That's but, what's crazy to me with this whole Kirk thing. Yeah, but I don't put this one entirely on Kirk. I mean, he had by far his worst game of the season. But a lot of that, like you said, kind of to be fair, it was came... a high bar to to be. I mean, this was that was expected. Yes, but game. but I, I was told there would be Kirktober. But um, he he was There's pressured still a lot of the month left. He was pressured a lot. Well, he's zero for one so far. He was pressured a lot, and I think that that was kind of the uh, 
you know, you know, that was where the play kind of deteriorated. And it did seem like there was little to no effort by uh, Clint to scheme around that and do. Yeah. I, I think there was a, a little bit of an effort to do some screenplays, but those got blown up back to back. And then from then on, it it kind of became almost playing into the pass rush's hands where it was these drop back shotgun pass. I mean, Delvin wasn't utilized as much as he should have. And he, yeah. And, and that's the, the thing calling. where like, he clearly was not yeah. fully back. I mean, he, he didn't have a terrible, like he only had nine carries and you know, for three, well, he only had yards. nine carries. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And like he, he definitely wasn't all the way back or anything. I mean, there were some moments where we saw like, I, I don't know. He, he, the ankle was still bothering him a little bit. And, and in the entire is. second half, it just seemed like the play calls. Like, I think Clint thought you were down by more than you were down. It damn well felt like we were. Like, I kept looking like at it. It was 11 to 7 for most of that time. And and keep in mind, that 11, the 11 that we gave up. So I want to go to this, just talk while we're on it now. Are you, um, are you mad about the unsportsmanlike two-point conversion thing? Is that is that what you you're going to talk about? Where no, what I'm going to... You guys no, push no, the no, extra no, no, no. point closer. What I'm going to talk okay. about is their touchdown. Is the, 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 their touchdown that they scored on. They get all the way down to the uh, fourth and goal mm-hmm. and from the two. This is where we force an incompletion. Uh, going to the right side of the field, they called defensive holding on Eric Kendricks, which was the softest defensive holding that, that I've ever seen. And so it's like, okay, great. So now we have to give it up on the one, first and goal at the one. And we hold them for two plays when they try to run it, or they try to throw a pass, nothing. They try to run it, no gain. And then finally on third and goal, they run it in. Um, that's where I'm like, yeah, you can't expect to hold teams for seven plays. It's kind of insane yards. that you held them for seven plays in a team with Nick exactly. Chubb and Kareem yeah. Hunt. And that's where I'm like, you cannot ask any defense, let alone a transitional defense that we're in, that, you know, it's a lot of new pieces. And that was predicted to be a top 10 unit. Uh, by the on. way, they have allowed, they are 11th in scored allowed, by the way. Uh, uh, that so. doesn't sound like top 10 to me. And I think we were going to look <laughs> at more stats than uh, just that one. Mm, no, but that's what, what it is. It's defense. I said, it's points allowed. We'd be top 10. Okay. We can well, chicken check it back. We're 11th at, right at now. At this moment. Through four weeks. Through four weeks. That's a lot of time. 11. A lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, and so I I just, I cannot believe that that is what is called. And so I'm like, okay, if they're going to do that, it damn well be consistent the rest of the game. Um, it's unfortunate. And then, you know, having a three and out right away when we only had 30 seconds left, we had to pump that, or a 30 seconds possession time. We had to pump that back to, or give it back to Cleveland. And they, with 45 seconds left, they move down deep into, you know, territory and they kick a 48 yard field goal. So we give up 11 points in that span and quickly down now 11 to seven. Um, I do want to say this of the 92 points that we have allowed in four games so far this season, 35 of those 92 points have come in the final two minutes of the first half. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. It's like Zimmer is going into the locker room early. Like, I just like, 
what is happening? Why do we go in such a prevent where we give up all these chunk yardage? Do you think that might teams? be some sort of, you know, other teams going into a no huddle, inexperienced defense, communication, stuff like that? I, I think it's honestly more of just we're not we're we go into a shell defense where we're just like afraid of getting hit with like a deep bomb that we're giving up 15, 20 yards in like multiple, like, you know, over and over. And the way touchbacks work, you only need to do two of those to really have like a good field goal shot, you know, or like to yeah, be right me, there I on know. the door. Yeah. And so it's just, it makes zero sense to me that we just, we continue to do this and they, you know, all 11 of their points, you know, the bull, obviously like their, their majority of their points come in the final, you know, two minutes essentially of, of the half. And, you know, obviously it was a long spanning drive. They had an 18 play touchdown drive, but I just think it should have been negated. And it's, it, it, it's just something that I did was not a fan. I'm going to halftime. And then, then we get to the second half where the second half that I, I'm, I'm told it happened. Um, yeah. It was just, it was just punt after punt after punt after punt. And I, you know, Baker, I don't know what his deal is. Like he is, he's not very good. Stinks at at the moment, and I I could not believe it. (laughs) Selfishly, most of the reason I was watching this game was to see uh, OBJ because I had him in fantasy football this week, and they kind of they threw to him, but it was always off target. Or I don't. I mean, some of those things it might be a miscommunication or lack of chemistry, but. Anytime they threw the ball and it was to, you know, in theory, their number one wide receiver, especially with Landry out, it wasn't even fucking close. I mean, there was mm-hmm. a walk-off touchdown at the end of this game that would have put it away 21-7 that, I mean, anywhere in the vicinity would have been acceptable and it wasn't. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like I never get to watch Baker, like really sit down and watch him, I guess on prime time sometimes, but I haven't really watched a game with him in it for a while. And in my mind, he is a lot better slash was a lot better than the dude I saw out there. And it, if there's a weakness to this Browns team, it's Baker. And we I, definitely, don't, I don't think that's I'm, in I am viewing this a hundred percent as a McVeigh Goff situation 2.0 with Stefanski and Baker. Like, oh yeah. I bet if you put Matt Stafford is... in Cleveland, Ooh, <laughs> Just, just start putting Matt Stafford everywhere. Can, can we, can we get another Matt Stafford? <laughs> um, so I, I just, you know, we had some moments where it looked like we had some momentum um, early in the second, in the third, the second half. Uh, we started marching down the field, um, you know, and then it obviously it kind of got stalled where we tried to take a shot to Osborne. They called in on an offensive pass interference. It, you know. In real time, I was like, that's crap that you throw a flag there because he didn't even catch the ball. But when you know, look back, you're like, OK, he did have a bit of an extension there. Like, OK, um, mm-hmm. then, you know, we're looking at third and 14 from the 47 and it's just, you know, they know it's a pass play. That's the thing. We got in so many long. I think I saw a stat where it was like average third down conversion or third down yardage. It was over 10. Um, it was well, right around and, the and high that's, nines. That's the like the analytics push that I, I know you're familiar with it. But for people that don't know, a huge pillar of kind of new age analytical football is not so much 
avoiding third down. I mean, obviously, ideally, you avoid third down, but it's minimizing the distance to go because a third and short is way more likely to be converted than a third and long. So you would rather get four plays each time and and hit a bunch of third downs. It also doesn't allow the defense just to – their defensive line just to pin their ears back and come after you. There's there's tons of benefits. Like, they know that's going to happen. And, oh, I wouldn't even go back to the first half. I mean, on their field goal, they – converted a third a third and 20 on a draw play the first time that's ever worked mm-hmm. and that's the thing where i'm saying like they just get so you know soft and the defense where they allow that to happen and kareem hunt will never go down easy like he's never going to go down the first attempt of to tackle him it's ridiculous kareem hunt just like his career is hard to bring down yeah and it's just <laughs> i just think <laughs> that it's it's one of those things where you know are the defense kept the defense, as well as Baker Mayfield, is not being very good, um, kept us in this game. But our offense, we just couldn't. The offensive line was just battered around by Miles Garrett and Co. And it's just they kept bringing the pressure when exactly when they did to bring it. And it just it it was disheartening. And I, I like the shot that we took um, in the fourth quarter where we took a deep shot to Thielen and and it's a play that Greedy Williams he didn't it wasn't even his area he made a great adjustment kind of saw it coming and he intercepted the ball there was contact and it's one of those things where you don't want a receiver to do it but Thielen absolutely could have like as soon as that contact was initiated gave a little bit of a sell job there and I'm I like to believe a flag would be thrown on that one um but I don't I, you know it was just a great defensive play So now you're advocating dishonesty no, every everyone does that. Like, and, receivers do that. No one on the Packers is. has ever sold a pass interference. <laughs> every time Devontae's touched, he does it. He's just great at doing that. Yeah, that, that dude that got speared in the helmet. Yeah, he's real dramatic. One play. Yeah, that's because he's play. not dramatic. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's any bit of contact. He, he, he knows the game. Receivers... There is a game to there play. There is a difference no between asking for the flag, which, by the way, I also don't like when anyone but him does it, and of course, and and selling <laughs> some sort of acting job. It was not even. Shame it wasn't hard you. to sell because there was a lot of contact. Like <laughs> it is what it is. Well, we had a an opportunity to take it down the field again. Um, you know, fourth and three, and they brought the heat, and you know, the offensive line. They just. They kept getting in situations where I'm like, all right, just, just, you know, anchor in and just give them more than two seconds to throw the ball here. And they just couldn't do it. Just, like, just all, be better. All credit, all credit to Cleveland's defensive line. It was an unbelievable performance. Um, the last thing that, I want uh, to say about this game. Well, do you think part of the issue real quick is that uh, Dakota Dozier is back in the building and he's getting his stank all over no, everybody. Because he, he was there in Seattle. That was the first game he was at, and we won. So he was elevated to the roster in that game, and we won. So no. What if I really um, like that narrative? Yeah, I know you do. Well, the one thing I don't like here is I, did you see you saw the end of the game? Did you see like the full? Oh like, yeah, I, I watched us? the whole thing. I was waiting for okay. OBJ to catch a fucking football the entire time. So. You can like you have to sit there like we got down to the 26 yard line. So it's not a Hail Mary prayer. Yes, it's a throw to the end zone. That's but it's that's what like, I was going to say is that I think they were using Hail Mary rules, even though it wasn't 
a Hail Mary, if that makes which sense. Is, like, I think the refs were treating it like but one. Let's keep in mind, literally last year, at the end of the half, we were called for defensive pass interference on a Hail Mary attempt. A lo- much half, longer one. Not end of the game, though. I understand, but that you don't do that on Hail Mary. Like, like I just think that that's crazy that it happened. And when it comes to this, like, Thielen is flat out mugged. He is tackled. He's not allowed to get to the ball, which he definitely gets to if this doesn't happen by Greedy Williams in the end zone. You know, we still have to kick the extra point and all that, yada, yada, yada. But still, like that, that 100%, we did not deserve to win this game. We 100% deserved an untimed down from the one-yard line to a chance to tie it. That's my point, which is, it, it's just, I, I don't understand. There's no accountability. The refs will never have to ever answer for this lack of call. And it's it's really unfortunate and it's terrible. See, and this reminds me of a fight that I had on Twitter on Sunday where I was complaining about refs and someone else was mad that I was complaining about refs. And I was like, we're all to on the same fair, your side. Was, you, you were saying that like. The Packers no. are always getting screwed by this. I like, was saying another because it's two weeks in a row that I have had grievances. But the fight should be amongst all of us. If we could all come out of the, the fucking portals at the end of Avengers Endgame and just kill the refs, that's probably not something I should advocate. But like, if we could all yeah. just join forces here and demand change from the league, I mean, they probably still wouldn't do anything, but it'd make us feel a lot better. Yeah, I, I just, I don't this know. Is, I mean, this is as close as point, we're ever going to get to me supporting you. That's at some point, it's just it needs to be addressed. And like I said, I the Browns deserved to win this game. It should have been a lot more than seven points. Um, if Baker could be comp, more competent, his commercials the same are time, super bad too. I don't know yeah, if I mean yeah. I, I got a bunch of them during this game, and it's. It's not aggressive. Good... The Hulu. I mean, it's they're all terrible. Yeah. Um. I I just think. You know, we can never win an ugly game, and I would have, if we found a way to pull this one out, I would have absolutely been like, I'm fucking taking this. Like, I don't care that we didn't deserve to win. We weren't the better team. Like, whatever. It just, it's really unfortunate, and it's not a death sentence. It's, I was marking that this would be a loss anyway, but still, it kind of sucks. I'm just glad we had the Lions this week, so. Yeah. Be a, be a real shame if uh, something happened. But anyway, <laughs> uh, do you want to move to All my right. game then? Yeah, let's go Steelers Packers. So Steelers Packers. Uh, Steelers rumors, offense is gross. If rumors gross. of Big Ben's not death have been greatly exaggerated, this dude is beyond cooked. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think I'd we've both seen bits and pieces. So far this season, and definitely kind of the stat lines speak for themselves. General consensus that he's washed. Watching an entire 60 minutes of it, yikes. I mean, the dude, he had one nice ball for the touchdown on their first drive of the game. A nice deep ball. Granted, a colossal fucking push-off that wasn't called. And according to Tony Romo, it's fine. There was a push off, but it's fine. I'm I'm almost directly quoting him. I don't he was he seemed drunk during this game, Romo did. I wasn't quite sure if he was taking it seriously. I mean we I, already know Aikman and Buck kinda have they had like, oh, yeah. had like scotch and whiskey or whatever. Yeah, actually, you know what? Like, I bet I bet Romo was like high. Like I bet he smoked a joint beforehand. <laughs> he doesn't you know, it wasn't like a sloppy drunk. He just kinda like trailed off and said weird shit. 
every once in a while, which is, is kind of just his brand, too. But uh, so there, there was one nice deep ball by Ben. Besides that, I mean, he was missing dudes everywhere today. Yeah. It was bananas, and it really just kind of bogs down the whole offense because you got, you got guys around him. You got Najee's talented, Deontay. Uh, I mean, Juju, as far as, like, wide receiver two threes go. I, th- two, there are... two receptions for 11 yards on eight targets is so disgusting. I and know. And it's like, like this whole – I just – I watched I, – I was golfing uh, after – I was golf with, golfing with my dad after the Vikings game, mm-hmm. and I caught the end of this one, or, like, the tail end. Gosh, it's bad. Like, I hate – like, I just don't like watching Steelers have the ball. Yeah. Like, it's just – it's just not enjoying. It's not, no, there's no it's, enjoyment to it. I it's just, it's not enjoyable, and I mean, in all honesty, you know, trying to put my biases aside. I mean, this this is a game the Packers should have won by more. I think twenty seven to yeah. seventeen isn't really indicative of the the gap between these two teams. There was uh, at least one drive that was the one I was tweeting about where T.J. Watt blatantly trips Aaron Rodgers leaking out of the pocket. Unless you're trying to tell me that like he just he just walks like that, and that was just a normal step for him, swinging his leg fully extended out in front of him, which I, I don't I don't buy that for a minute. Um, so that I mean that drive, you know that that would have been a first down on like you know the five or something. That's probably a four point swing, and some other stuff. Rogers did miss a couple throws here and there down the stretch. I'm sure there's some stuff he'd want back. Um, but yeah, I. I, I don't really have a ton to kind of dive into on this game. It was it was competence on the offensive side. I I think the the biggest headline takeaway for me is that uh, Jair Alexander injured uh, partway through this game, absolutely decleated Najee on a on a screen and hurt his shoulder. And I don't think we have. A confirmation of what the injury is yet from Matt Lafleur, or any sort of timetable, which is terrifying to say the least. Yeah, uh, did Kevin King play today? No, Kevin King. So last week for the Niners, Kevin King was sick when they got home from that game because it was in San Francisco. Kevin King was like still not feeling good and they were like hmm do you have a concussion and now he has a concussion I don't know I swear I think he like fell in the shower like I think I don't know what happened to him that he like walk had like a walking concussion that no one noticed like maybe he's just kind of a dull guy normally and they didn't put it together I don't know so he did not play in this game he's still in the concussion protocol um, I guess on that same note, I still, you know, Eric Stokes, I still love the potential. Uh, he, he's making some mistakes and stuff like that here and there, rookie stuff. But all in all, I just, I love the athleticism and the ability to contest passes thrown at his receiver rather than be in the neighborhood, which is the Kevin King strategy. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping Kevin King gets healthy soon. Because we're definitely not going to have Jair this next week, and probably for several weeks, you know, going forward mm-hmm. here. I think consensus right now is AC joint sprain, which is one of those yeah. injuries that, you know, well, not as devastating probably as like a broken collarbone, which was also on the table. It's still one of those things that 
It could be a week. It could be it can linger. Yeah, it could, six it could be or eight five. weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it could be. It could. You don't really know. Like that's the thing where it's yeah. At and the I, very least, like I don't know when there's yeah, like a I, break, you can kind of just. Well, yeah. Then know. there's just then there's just a timetable. It's very firm. This yeah. is a lot softer, and and I think it, it's something that I saw pointed out on uh, on Packers Twitter recently. The Packers have like six let's see what is it one two three four yeah six kind of blue chip you know best player on on that side of the ball guys which is Rodgers and Devante uh Elton Jenkins Bakhtiari and then on defense it's Jair and Zadarius four of those guys are injured right now four of the six and I don't like the the offensive line this game I thought that it did a good job I don't think I mean, apart from T.J. Watt, the Steelers don't bring a ton in terms of pass rush, but I thought they still did a really good job. Yash Nijman is uh, he's still out there, and he still he, he did fine. So I uh, I don't have much to complain about. I just really hope that uh, that Jair is okay. Yeah, I mean, I I'd like to say that I wish he was out for a certain time, but we don't play you guys for also. For did a little you while, did you so. see? I I should probably address the. Uh, the the field goal block drama controversy. Did you see what happened there? No. So end of the half, the Packers are kicking a field goal and they line up and it gets blocked and returned for a touchdown. And they called it back and said that the two guys that broke through, which shout out uh big Bobby Tunyon, uh blocked neither of them, just kind of stood in between them and couldn't pick one and just kind of blocked not nothing either. Um, that wasn't great, but they called it back for offsides. It was very close. Now that said, Preston Smith blew up a play earlier in the first half on the exact same offense or offsides call, um, and it got called back. It's one of those things where you know you look at it on the broadcast and it looks like they might have just gotten an absolutely perfect jump on the snap. Um, but the refs are going to throw that flag every time. And what, what was the end result on the play that he blew up the play? Like, was it, what, what, what did I don't, the I don't think it, it was a touchdown if that's what you're uh, driving at, but I, I just, I don't know. I mean, if I'm sure if I were a Steelers fan, I'd, I'd probably be very upset. Um, but they were consistent. Whoa, wait, with hang calling on. Was, that it, offsides. was it on a. Like a pass short to Gentry for 10 yards. I see, I'm looking at the things. It says penalty on P. Smith, defensive offside, declined. So Demon Matt, like he was offside. Yeah, yeah, but the, but my point is that they, they were calling, that they were calling offsides consistently on both teams. It was the ah, exact same thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I see your logic. I see what you're going for here. I mean, now, one of these plays is not results. like the other. Yeah, I... I I fully admit that, and I'm sure that, like I said, if I were a Steelers fan, he was he was offsides, and they even said, "No, it's fine. We don't even care that he was." Like that's what they're, yeah, (laughs) just because they happen to, just because they happen to complete a pass. But my point is the consistency. You say blow up a play, and it did like. Yeah, I definitely forgot what had happened. I just remember that it happened in general. I I I think I'm gonna have to. I'm 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 not with you. 
I'm sorry. No, I, I didn't <laughs> think I you would this. be with me. I, didn't I almost didn't bring it so up. You had an advantage yeah. of me not even knowing about it, but yeah, no, that's bullshit. It should have been 17-17 going in the half. No, it should have been it should have been seventeen fourteen. I'm sorry because the field goal even wouldn't have mattered. Well, so, and but, then I, I forget who on the Steelers did it, but he tweeted out after the game, I wasn't offsides. Like, Joe okay. Hayden. Yeah, yeah, I did see cool that Joe tweet. Hayden. I Joe Hayden that. should be thankful that they threw offsides because if Mason Crosby hadn't seen that flag out of the corner of his eye, he would have laid him the fuck out, you whiny little bitch. That What? Yeah. All right, <laughs> that's, that's all I had to say about the Packers. So you're saying that the Packers squeaked by on a technicality. Got it. Yeah, Got yeah, it. we squeaked that's, by that's in a 10-point game on a technicality. Well, it wouldn't have been. It would have been 17-10 to 10 at half. Yeah, and the tripping would have been a four-point swing. Pass interference that wasn't called with a four-point swing. I, if you want to do the ticky-tacky abacus math of moving points back and forth based on butterfly hypothetical effect, calls. Man. Butterfly effect. That's what I'm saying about the whole of the Vikings thing. Like, you know, whole new game. I, I don't think it really would have mattered, but still, whole new game. You never know. That's what we can sit here as fans and talk about the butterfly effect for. Yeah, that's um, fair, but I don't know. Our, all right, let's go. Before we talk about the return, we got to talk a little bit about the Arizona Cardinals going into L.A. and kind of giving a, you know, making the Rams and everyone kind of cool their jets a little bit. Yeah, everyone I... just get off the Matthew Stafford is the greatest acquisition ever train because Cardinals Cardinals kind of handled them. I mean, I, I would <laughs> like to apologize to all of the Rams fans out there um, because last week I, I may have implied that uh, the Cardinals were going to get boat raced here and yeah, they, the, 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 the Cardinals actually ended up doing the Uno reverse card and kind of in the same way that we talked about with Packers Steelers, this one wasn't even as close as the final score kind of seems. I mean, no, this was this was well in hand for the Cardinals for quite some time, and it was I impressive. Also wanna, I also want to point out that the <laughs> like the Cardinals are the last undefeated team, and this is this is where you know where I am currently. Like I need, I'm looking for wins. I mean, we we played them the best. Like we should have beat them, which is crazy to me. The fact that they just did this to the Rams after what the Rams have been doing. Well, this this is like, also this is why. You play the game like this is like, yeah, this is this game right here is the epitome of what what makes the NFL so great. And like literally any given Sunday. I mean, it's it's we were big, both wrong. It's it's a big time in the season for like the transitive property. Of, oh, absolutely. OK, so you beat them and you beat them. And there's always like some some weird, you know, oddball games. There's, mm-hmm. you know, like like Packers and Saints or their Steelers and Bills that just throw the entire thing out of whack and you can make some really crazy, you know, chain of logic, you know, jumps. And this is this is one of them where, you know, Cardinals beat the Rams, but the Rams beat the Bucks and the Bucks, you know, you just keep going down the line and figure out who's better than who. Um, I didn't get to watch like a ton of this game, though. Uh, since it was on, you know, at the same time that the Packer game was on, I was just kind of getting updates. Yeah. And I, I'm still, I'm so confused by the Cardinals' defense. Is it, yeah, is it good? I, I don't, they're volatile, man. It has like, to be just, at least good. 
Well, they didn't get, they didn't have any sacks. Like they didn't really, they got to Stafford a couple times. Like they're just, it's just, I think their offense is so like, the offense is just very like high octane. Like they can pretty much run or pass. Like it just, any, I feel like on both sides of the ball, this team is just so volatile. Like there's no way to know you might get the Cardinals destroying the Titans or you might get the Cardinals like, you know, kind of struggling against like the Vikings and and getting out on a, on a blown field goal. It just, I don't, I don't it understand all comes what down to do to, with like, if, if Kyler Murray can protect the ball and, like, chill with, the, like, the fuck it throws, like, he's, mm-hmm. like, doing, they are, I mean, they are very good because they just control the ball. They, they, any, they have, like, three very capable runners, like, easily yeah, with this, Kyler, this was a Chase game. Edmonds, and James Conner. Yeah, I mean, combined, they had, let's see, how many rushing 216. Yards? Yeah, 216. That was with two yards. kneel downs. That was with two kneel downs, so 218. So it's, you know. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I think that for the most part, uh, Chase Edmonds, I mean, I, he had a big run in this game that juices that average, but 12 carries for 120. I mean, the dude is pretty electric, and I thought that he was going to have a tough day against uh, the Rams defense, and he didn't at all. It's very surprising. I mean, even me. if you take away, even if you take away his his big run, he still averaged six a carry. Yeah, I mean, which of his is really 11, good. other eleven, yeah, which is so very good. I mean, obviously James Connor is he's be, you know he is their goal line kind of guy. He's like, the he's, battering ram. Yeah, yeah, you know, it is what it is. And he, if you have a Chase Edmonds in fantasy football, you're just punching the air because James Connor ended up with more fantasy points than Chase Edmonds, which is touchdowns, baby kind of sad, but is what it is. AJ green is, is out here. He's, he's running routes. Yeah. It's just one of those things where it's just uh, like Deandre Hopkins, obviously is very good, but Kyler Murray is kind of, he kind of just as indiscriminately throws it around. Yeah. Um, which makes it, it's, it's, terrible for fantasy wise if you have one of their receivers or skill guys uh, also, obviously also Kyler note, Murray it's great yeah also of note Max Williams two good games in a row yeah man Max Williams is uh you know he's finding his own little role ex-gopher love Matt, to see it he always like stumped me because he was so good as a gopher and yeah. like nothing ever happened well, with him to like, be fair, he's been he in the league to the for Ravens. a while he went to the Ravens when he was still Joe Flacco and so it's like, so he had an elite eh. quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, for like four games, he was elite. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I think this is a game that like you and I obviously all have been, you know, we're fans of the NFC North or where our teams are in the NFC North. And so we played a lot of Matthew Stafford. Like we, we've seen him a lot and two times every year to be exact, you know, unless we're for at least our team. And this is a game where I'm like, like, yeah, Matthew Stafford is a very good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But everyone, like, NFL-wise, like, that aren't, you know, closely following on the Lions, like, this is, like, Matthew Stafford will have hot streaks, and then he'll come back down to earth, and he'll have a very, like, it was fine. Like, nothing to write home about games. And it's just, that's who he is. Like, Yeah, I think, I think the truth here for both these teams is that they're somewhere – in the middle, you know, I think the Rams have proven they're for real. They are a contender, yeah. and it's one of those situations where I think they were flying 
a little too high. You know, they beat the yeah. Bucks last week, and they're like, okay, that was that was the de facto, you know, top of the conference. So that you know, now it must be us. And yeah. the Cardinals came out, and that's the other thing about this is it's the the NFC West divisional games that are always just bananas you you can't predict anything ever there's that old cliche of throw out the record book when these teams play but you actually should do it in the nfc west because there's no way to to predict those games yeah no it was uh, like this is this was definitely a prove it prove your for real kind of game for the cardinals and i'm still not saying that they are um i still part of me wants to still put them as third or fourth in that division. Like just cause I just, I'm not, I'm not buying in cause they've done this since Cliff yeah. Kingsbury has been there. They have these streaks where they're like, Oh, look at them. And then they just fall apart a little bit. If the Cardinals and, want me to take them seriously, they got to switch over to the black uniforms. That is where I'm going to land on this. I just, I can't do it with the reds. I don't know why they're playing. Mm, they don't play a primetime game. Until the Packers fuck. Uh, that's not good. I hope they don't do it then. I'll, I'll start taking them seriously <laughs> then. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, no, so this is one where it's like Kyler had a great game um, against a great defense. And that's big. I mean, that's is yeah. what it is. So, I don't know. Uh, both teams, I think. Rams, I think I'm more confident in still. Just they're a little more trustworthy. But mm-hmm. um, all right. Let's go to the return. Talk a little bit about that. So yeah, this fucking sucked. <laughs> this was such a well, terrible, to, to, to terrible fair, product. To be fair, it was torrentially downpouring all no, day. Doesn't I East don't Coast. he he if he is the greatest of all time and a little fucking H two O ruins that. I th- this game is the football I feel like equivalent. You really were watching, there, do you know how many drops there were? Like there were an absurd amount of drops, drops in this game. Yes, there were. I just checked and there weren't that many. This game though, I, I, I thought of a good kind of a metaphor for what this game was. This is the football equivalent of the SpongeBob SquarePants and best day ever episode that they hyped up for months when we were children. And I thought it was going to be like a whole event and it was it was a twenty minute episode of SpongeBob where he has a bad day and then he realizes it's gonna be alright. That like this was so lame. I, I just I can't get over how much maybe my yeah, expectations think, were too high. I, I think you take away I think you take away the the rain, like this game is so different. I just it is it's a bummer that that's what happened. Cause like it was like I it mean, became it the Leonard Fournette shit. show. I mean, like it, okay, you say that and he still threw for 269 yards. Like, it's not like he didn't throw for any yards. Like, when you won, I mean, he had some yards. He had way less yards than every other game so far this season. And I mean, Leonard Fournette, 20 rushes, he had more 92. yards. He had more yards than Rodgers did in perfectly good conditions. Like, yeah, but that's different because it's a different what? offensive scheme. What? All the Bucks do is pass, and they knew that that wasn't working with it. And it, I don't know, it just it it let me down. They had thirty carries by like, all they accounts. Twenty six carries. Like, they didn't just all they do is pass. No, all they do is pass normally. They had like five carries last week. They got thirty this week. 
And by all accounts, the and Buccaneers should have lost this game if uh, you know a field goal ends up a foot to the right. I don't know. And that honestly would have been more satisfying because if Tom's going to fall apart in the you know the dramatic climactic you know revenge game, I'd at least like him to lose. But the Patriots couldn't even give me. I that. like how so you're I was so just... like you're so sure that he can't lead a drive. With timeouts in his pocket. Well, he like couldn't lead the drive. drive most of the night. I think that we are also kind of underestimating how big of a factor not having Gronk is. Because, I mean, he was out there throwing a Cameron Brait in the red zone. Cameron Brait sucks. He's really bad at being a tight end, especially compared to a guy like Gronk. I, I think that that was a much bigger impact than anyone was giving it credit for leading up to this game. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think Gronk is. It, it's gonna be interesting to see how this goes forward. I'm I'm in the camp of chalking this up to primarily due to weather. I mean, I, I don't know, is what it is. Um, I he's need to find someone. Luckily, he has Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin to kind of fill that gap. OJ Howard, why is he not on the field? Like what? Like yeah, was, I'm not. He was sure. pretty good. Why was he like he's like never on the field? Yeah, they were like featuring that. Cameron Bright and OJ yeah. Howard's just sitting over there doing nothing. I'm like, could we at least try OJ Howard and just see if it's better? I mean, at this point, make convert Tyler Johnson to tight end. Just start, you know, feeding him a lot. I I don't know what to do. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, it's also it's gotta I mean, hurt if you're uh, Ronald Jones at this point. Like, what would you say yeah, you do here? Well, he didn't have a bad game either. Like, he scored the touchdown. Like, his touchdown run was actually, like, a really nice touchdown. Um, like, but he gets – he's like, all right, I'm going to go into it. Like, I'm going to touch the ball, like, five times. I need to, like, bust one for, you know, 80 yards. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I think Arians just – he really hates that week one or whatever performance it was. Um, and he just – is what it is. Yeah, it Bruce Arians is the kind of coach that like definitely just like forms opinions and then never changes them about a player. I don't think there's much yeah. Ronald Jones can do at this point. No, this was uh, definitely a game though too. Like where Belichick, maybe not, maybe Belichick went up to McDaniel's and said, "I don't care that it's raining. We're not running the ball today." Like, we, yeah, Jesus he, Christ. He, he's like, I need to show that we have. I have my next guy. Like, I need to show everyone. Leading rusher, like, Nelson Aguilar. Leader in carries, Damian Harris, four for negative four. I yeah. mean, what the fuck? His long was one. I mean, and, like, and granted, you're playing the Bucks, So, like, you know, Vita Vea, that whole defensive front is intimidating. But, my God, dude, you got to you do it a little bit. for J.J. Taylor, one carry, and he fumbled it. Um, yep. That's, that's tough. It's not good look. Uh, I don't know. I think I think Mac Jones. I think he played great. Um, he did a lot of taking what the defense has given him. Um, you know, the thing is with this Tampa Day, Tampa Bay defense, they're going to capitalize on your mistakes. And he didn't. I mean, he had the interception, but like, I don't know. He he played pretty good. Like he played pretty good. I mean, he threw a couple of touchdowns, and hopefully, Tom can learn a thing or two from Mac Jones about uh, how to see, score points in a fucking football like game. I feel like you're just mad because you have him in fantasy. That has you nothing know. to do with it. It's, it's all to do with it. Um, 
No, uh, but I mean, I, Mac Mac looked good, and I think it's it's got to be you know one of the toughest matchups. You know, you're playing a good defense in the yeah. rain, prime yeah. time against like the ex boyfriend or like the ex husband at this point. You know, yeah. they, they got history. They got kids. Like the billionaire husband. Like he's yeah, the everyone's one that, like, everyone's going up to him and like pregame and like hugging him and like your coach is going into the locker room for 24 minutes afterward to like you know hug it out or I don't even yeah. I don't know but yeah it, I mean. I think Mac played well, and I think the Patriots kind of deserve to win this game because the Buccaneers were so much worse than I thought they were going to be. Yeah, is what it is. They're, they're you know, three and one. Yeah, wins a win. Yep. All right. Uh, let's go to segments. Performance of the week. Uh, why don't you go first? All right. Performance of the week. So this one, this is kind of a don't overthink it. Uh, Tyreek Hill went absolutely insane this week um even by Tyree Kill standards 11 for 186 and three touchdowns I think that Andy Reid got uh, like he kind of just wanted to rub it in on the Eagles a little bit granted they only won by 12 points so they kind of did have to keep their foot on the gas a touch which Chiefs defense oof, we gotta, I have some words about that at some point but uh Tyree Kill kind of has been shut down the last two weeks um, yeah, I think he's been, he's been game planned out very, uh, specifically by the teams they've been playing the Eagles. I don't know if they try to do that, but they definitely didn't succeed. He's still just insane. And yeah, the Tyree kill is still Tyree kill. Don't let anyone tell you different. Yeah. He, he had a, he had a bit of a rough patch, but he's definitely come back and be like, guys, I'm really good at football still. Well, he's, he's exploded um, week one, nothing two three, and then four, he explodes. Like it's, it's yeah. very crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. My performance of the week, actually going to an offensive coordinator, going to Kellen Moore, uh, the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Ah. He, I, I am, I'm a huge Kellen Moore fan and I'm, he's going to be a head coach someday. And this Dallas Cowboys offense is, I mean, they're humming. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's something that we haven't like, obviously Dak being back where there's a lot of questions, you know, like they had the shoulder issue coming into the season, obviously the ankle. Um, well, he, I, they, at the time were going against one of the best defenses in the first month in the NFL and the Carolina Panthers. And they basically just did whatever they wanted. Um, Zeke is showing that, He's still very good at football, um, you know, very efficient. Dak Prescott didn't throw for many yards, but, you know, basically no mistakes uh, for touchdowns and spreading it all around. They took away CeeDee Lamb for the most part, um, but it didn't matter. He was just finding whoever else was open, and the Cowboys have scored, uh, I believe it is 126 points in the first four weeks, or the first four games. Uh, which is currently fourth in the NFL behind Cardinals with Kyler Murray, who's probably the leading the MVP. Obviously, the the Bills and the Chiefs, which we thought would be there, and then the Cowboys. So, I mean, back on schedule. Yeah, yeah, and that's really and, well. and the other thing about uh, you know Kellen over here, uh, Cowboys offense doing really well. Some people, some less experienced people, might say, "Oh, well, doesn't Mike McCarthy deserve some credit?" No. No, no, it's, he does it's not. Kellen Moore's he offense. No credit. It's a, it's absolutely Kellen Moore's offense. He is the play caller. Kel, you know, 
you might see Mike McCarthy with with a playbook or a play sheet in his hand, but he's just looking at what's being no, called. No, that's that's he's a not, Denny's menu, folks. You have yeah, been he, fooled. He's not making the calls, so um, yeah, he goes and he gets the watermelons and the hammers, yeah. <laughs> and that is that is most of his day. Yeah, the the boys are looking good. They're one three straight. You know, yeah, looks good. Yeah, I like right. that. Nathan, Nathan Peterman Award. Yep, go for it. All right, my Nathan Peterman is uh, a guy who was all over the place this weekend, and not in a good way. Oh, no. Ur- Urban Meyer was oh, okay. trending on Twitter on Saturday. It might be confused since the Jaguars played on Thursday. Uh, 0-4, by the way. Uh, he was trending on Twitter due to a video that was circulating of him at a bar in Ohio. He was kind of awkwardly sitting at like a high-top chair well, this very young girl was just kind of like lazily grinding on him. It was a very strange situation, but clearly something that uh, you'd think, you know, that wedding ring on his finger would uh, dissuade him from doing. And it's just a supremely bad look now because the team put out a statement about how that behavior is unacceptable. Earlier this week, he had to go in front of the media and answer questions. And he's like, I can't be a distraction. I can't be doing stuff like that. And then the reporter's like, are you sorry to your family? Like, it's just it's really bad out there to be Urban Meyer and to do this so publicly. And when, especially when you're, you're 0-4, you are one of the last two winless teams in the National Football League. Doesn't look like it's getting any better. Everyone had questions about, you know, can you have success in the NFL? It's looking like no. Um, so he's he's my Nathan Peterman. Yeah, not good, especially is especially a big blow having the Jets and the Giants both win games this week. Yeah. So it's, it's and tough. and he was you know, the Jaguars. We were really talking about it on Thursday, out to a pretty healthy lead that they totally pissed away uh, and let the Bengals come back. Yeah, Bengals, man, they're frisky. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. My, my Nathan Peterman award sticking with a rookie here. It's, it's going to Davis Mills. Um, uh, I Davis. know it, you, the card, the cards were stacked against you here. Like you, you didn't, you didn't really have a shot, but man, was it was rough. You went 11 to 21 four interception, game. eight, 87 yards, average of 4.1 per attempt and four picks sacked three times. Just kind uh, of also, overall zero points. For he did the team. fumble. He recovered it, but he fumbled. I, yeah, it's just you lose forty to zero. I mean, you, they were kind of hanging in there a little bit in the fourth quarter, but I think, boy, this is a game again. If it's not raining the way it is, oh my gosh, the Bills might be putting out. I don't yeah, know. They might have hit a hundred. I mean, <laughs> like it, it was insane. bad. Like it's always nice too to have a a nathan peterman that's kind of a a pure representation of specifically the namesake where i mean that's a nathan peterman stat line if i've ever heard one it yeah you know it's it's more generally just player that hurt the team the most but it's really nice to get an homage like that oh yeah um all right let's go stock up stock down uh who you got for stock up Uh, my stock up is uh for the second time in four weeks bill belichick uh I think that he did a lot to kind of shift the narrative with this game in that Tom 
barely won and didn't look good with a team that I think is, you know, you can everyone kind of agrees much more loaded uh, from a talent perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tom leaves. He goes out. I've heard he won a Super Bowl. That would lead you to believe that he's winning the breakup. And I still don't think that Bill is winning the breakup, but this kind of this moved things closer back to kind of even than they were. They were pretty lopsided there last year. So Bill Belichick stock up. Yeah. No, I mean, I, this is one of those things where I'm like, like, I, I don't think that this is where it's the media makes it being like, Oh, it was such a bad, you know, breakup and all this it kind wasn't. of stuff. Yeah. It wasn't like it was, it was, as, as a Packer fan, for, I've, I've seen decades. one and a half bad breakups, and I can tell you, um, this was not that. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, anyone that tries to disparage Bill Belichick as, like, one of the greatest coaches, if not, like, the greatest coach, like, ever, it's like, okay, don't. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that that doesn't make any sense. Uh, all right, my stock up. I'm Like I said earlier, Arizona Cardinals, they needed to show that they're for real. And that was a big win for them. Um, last of the unbeatens. Kind of crazy that we have week four. Or I guess week, you know, yeah, this is after four weeks, we have only one unbeaten team left. Like that's. Yeah, last year we had like the 11-0 and Steelers, which uh, lol. But uh, yeah. the 11-0 and Steelers, I mean, usually, you know, more than one team is making it past week four. At the very least, they make it there. You know, there's you have a couple options after you know, six, seven, eight weeks into the season. This one, mm-hmm. nope, going to week five. We only have one team. Chaos and, scenario. Yeah, and so it's it's good for playoff teams and trying to, you know, everyone's kind of staying in that middle, that muddled mm-hmm. middle, which is good, but, you know, is yeah. what it is. Uh, right. Can you can you do your stock down first? Because I might yeah, want my, to tweak mine depending on what you say. My, my stock down is sticking with this. It's the Matthew Stafford being the unstoppable force that he is going into this. Can you just say that you hate Matt Stafford? Can you just I don't hate Matt Stafford, (laughs) Matthew Stafford. I just think when we had to deal with that for four weeks where he was just, or for three weeks or whatever it was, where it's like, everyone's like, Oh my gosh, look at this unknown quantity that was hidden away in Detroit. It's like, no, he's been doing this his whole career. Like, I feel like you're mad that you think Matt Stafford was getting more credit than Kirk cousins. I feel like that's where this is coming from. I mean, where, like there, there Matt Stafford is the Tom sure. Brady to your Kirk's Aaron Rodgers, where you're just mad for oh, them. I, I don't think that at all. But I'm saying, like, you look at any of his career numbers, like he's doing the it's like he's had better years in Detroit than actually, believe it or not, that he's had right now. Like it's it, that's what's crazy to me is people just forgetting. They're like, oh, because he was a Lions. It's like he's a rookie or he's like he's brand new. It's mm-hmm. like no, he's been doing this for years. It's almost it's like I he should be he should have gotten more credit when he was with Detroit, but it's Detroit. So is what it is. That's I'll, that's my whole beef with it. Yeah, I'll add him to the list. It's you know, number one, Josh Allen, number two, Matt Stafford. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, so my stock down. I had I I'm gonna I'm gonna do something unprecedented here and give it to two teams at once, but it's okay because oh. they're in the same division. Uh, thanks for coming out, Broncos and Raiders. That was really cute that you guys are both three and zero. I don't think either of these teams is like bad. I don't think that they're you know in the dumpster with the Lions and the Jags and the Jets. But these teams, you know, it's kind of hilarious with the Chiefs at one and two, and both of these teams above them. 
that is not accurate. And we yeah. you know, were explicitly told at least half of that when the Chargers beat the Raiders this weekend. I mean, the Broncos looked outclassed compared I mean, to as, uh, the Raiders. As I mentioned before, the Broncos, their three wins were against previously their combined win-loss record was 0-9 for their yeah. three opponents that they played. I mean, it yeah, was... Yeah, and their their game wasn't yeah. even close. And so, yeah, stock down both those guys. I don't think anyone's surprised, but now we know for sure. Yeah. Um, let's put, on this, let's right. put it this way. Some people on TikTok are probably very surprised based on the fucking comments we've been getting about how great <laughs> the Broncos are. I don't know where the hell that's coming from. Yeah, I, I, they they don't have much. I mean, come on. Um, Fun to look right. back week, on now. Week five preview. Uh, let's go into it. First week, obviously, is going to be the Lions at the Vikings. Uh, is a is a noon game. Both of us play at noon, but uh, I'm actually going to be in attendance to this again. Jesus um, Christ! How much money do you have? Tickets are cheap, man. They're not that expensive. They're not that bad. Uh, and so I, it was like a spur of the moment. So my girlfriend, shout out Paige, are going with a couple of her friends. Um, and so we are going to be going to the game. We are one and So just to keep the record straight, not that anyone just walked into my apartment now, but you've gotten two games worth of tickets from Paige. Is that correct? Oh, she didn't, she didn't buy me this ticket. Oh, I okay. Bought my own, but. The first one, she yeah, she did for my birthday. I, I so. can I can twist that narrative to my own means. That's <laughs> enough for me. Yeah, I mean yours is, but you have to. I guess you could drive to your parents and stay there. So I guess you're not really putting. Up I mean, I am I am going to a game in a in a in a while, but not with her because yeah, for obvious reasons. But well, and also your girlfriend is not a fan of the team you root for. So yeah, that's, she says. that's a big issue. She'll she'll wear stuff for your team, which. I'm sorry. That's I can't. I couldn't even fathom that. No, I can't. Um, can't reciprocate that. But this game for you guys, this is this is the game where it's like this is get this right. This needs to be a bounce back. This needs to be a bounce back game. Um, it's funny because this is the same. That's exactly what I said when my team played the Lions in Week Two. Where I was like, you you got to get right here. Yeah. You gotta you gotta you gotta stop the bleeding. <laughs> yeah, and this is one where it's like. The Lions are going to be without, looks possible for sure, two of their offensive linemen, possibly Penny Sewell. Um, it was already confirmed that their best pass rusher, uh, Okwara, or whatever his name is, is put on the IR. So he's out for weeks. So, I mean, I they, mean, they like, weren't good, and now they're all hurt. So yeah, they're even so worse. This, is, this should be a get right game. This should be a Kirk going for over 300, Dalvin, or. You know, whether he's back or not, like fully, he should be rushing over 100 and, you know, good, big, get big days for for Thielen, Jefferson and co and defense. Hopefully they, you know, have some turnovers and whatnot. I mean, this is a confidence building game, hopefully. Or this could be a if something happens bad and this could be a might be a fire sale in front mm-hmm. office kind of a game. So it's we're at that point. So, so the panic button, it sounds like it's kind of, it's out. I'm, I'm personally not worried. Like I'm not as worried for this game as say last week or the last few weeks, but obviously it's a Vikings game. So I'm always going to be worried to a certain degree. Like so, I'm never yeah. not worried. So like, with losing this game be oh, so well, bad lose, that you take game, the panic button all the way out and push it like all in the yeah, same. Okay. Absolutely. I got gotcha. you. Absolutely. This is the panic button's not out yet. But if we lost this game, it's out, and I'm slamming that thing multiple times. I mean, I'm headbutting it. Yeah. I mean, it's 
is what it is. You're unconscious um, next to it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Uh, and so I, I, I don't know. What do you think the line is for this? I give Vikings ten and a half. Vikings nine. So okay, that's fair. But over unders only set at forty nine. So they don't expect a ton of points. Hopefully, it's very one sided. I mean, I'd love just to win by you know ten, fourteen plus, and just. See, we'll I think see. this is this is the cruel hook that the Vikings have in you, where they're going to go out, they're going to look fantastic against the Lions, and you're going to be back mm-hmm. in all the way. And like you have all these things that are rooting for us, like we're like going in our way in our favor. I mean, we are. Kirk Cousins is very good in in October. He's even better technically in November, but he's very good in October. He's been very good against the Lions. I feel like you career. guys need to pick I mean, a month absurd. for Kirk. Like he just, he was great in September, no, you, and he's you, better in October, and he's even he's he's the best in November. And then oh, you get into December. He's, historically, he's not good in September and December, but October he is very good. Oh, but so it's technically, like a, it's like a sandwich. Yeah, um, I will say, uh, shout out. Dustin Baker for pulling this one. I don't know if I should shout him out because it's makes me very sad, but it's a, it's the most like Minnesota Vikings ish or Minnesota fa- like stat ever. The Minnesota Vikings are the first team in NFL history to have a losing record through four games while cumulatively outscoring opponents plus two in differential and committing two or less turnovers. That uh, in all of NFL history. Yeah, I mean, it really, we, really breaks my heart. We're the only team in the NFC North to have a plus point differential, and it's we're one in three, and that's, that's how it is. We're second in the division, or I guess not not second in the division, but uh, we're third in the division because I guess the Bears did win. But is what it is. I I don't know. Hopefully we improve that. We'll see. Yeah, um, I mean you got you get right game. You got to win. Yeah. All right for you then. Also at noon. We have the Green Bay Packers traveling to Cincinnati, which play the Frisky Bengals. Um, yeah, Frisky three Bengals. Three and one Bengals. Three and one, which is easy to forget. And I am concerned about this game for one reason, and that's that Jair won't be playing. Yeah. Um, it's looking like Joe Mixon kind of dealing with something during this week. It's unclear whether or not he's going to play. If he does, likely not 100%. Um, but Jamar Chase Higgins will be back. Higgins will be back. Tyler mm-hmm. Boyd. I mean, the receivers that the Bengals have versus the secondary without Jair is not something that I have confidence in. And I think the Bengals defense has kind it's of surprised good. people this year. They're, yeah. yeah, they're, they're like sneaky good, but they have I still playmakers think at like every level. That's a thing. Like they yeah. have guys that can play at every level. When you have that, you just need everyone else to kind of just, do their thing a little bit, you know, not just get, mm-hmm. you know, make massive mistakes. But when and, you look you know, at both of the kind of matchups on both sides of the ball, I, I would smash the over on this one um, mm-hmm. because I think one team is going to be out in the lead. The other team is going to have to catch up. I don't think, you know, you can really tell who's going to be who. Maybe it's who receives the freaking kickoff first, but there's going to be pressure on both teams to put up points. And I think both teams can do it against these defenses. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I still give the Packers a decent shot here, but it it it's concerning to me, especially in light of the Jair loss. Yeah. What also, do you think uh, the line is? I forgot to mention uh, during the Packer recap from this last week, uh, Randall Cobb. Yeah. 
He's on the team. Yeah, he got two touchdowns. <laughs> all right. Yep. That's it. That's all. That's that's the whole thought. Uh, the line, uh, I'm going to give Packers minus three. Yeah, Packers is minus three. Hey. Uh, over under is set at 51. So, I would, you know. I would still hit the over on that, I think. I think it's going to be a high-scoring day. Yeah. Um, all right. I I don't know. I mean, I gotta, I to say that the Bengals are like it's I can't even say it's a trap game because they're three and one. Like they literally have the yeah. same record. So it's just, Well and that's that's good. If they were like one and three, I'd be even more worried about the trap game. But now that they're three yeah. and one, I think we got a chance. Yeah. Um all right. The next game I wanna highlight uh, there are a couple options, but it has to be Sunday night football. Has to be the Buffalo Bills traveling to Kansas City Chiefs. Um, this this has the makings. This should be one of the best games of the year. It Speaking of overs, um, yeah, yeah, this is going to be bananas. Yeah, and I think I, th- this this gives me vibes of what was it Rams Chiefs a few Rams years Chiefs. ago? Yeah, yeah, Monday it, night, and yeah. it's prime time. Um, I think that the Bills, you know, are looking better now than they were at the end of last season when these two teams play each other in the playoffs. This is going to be super fucking fun. I hope all the points get scored. Yeah, no, this is something that I, this is prop. I hope it's going to be my favorite game of the season. Um, uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I have such high expectations that I just don't want to be let down. I mean, I have very high expectations for the Chiefs Rams a few years ago. And that obviously did not let me down at all. I and mean, that game was crazy. Um, mm-hmm. What what do you think the line is on this one? Because the the Bills arguably are playing some of the best football in the league. The Chiefs had a big comeback game where Mahomes is, you know, throwing for five touchdowns or whatever it is. He's already up to 14, mm-hmm. um, 1,200 yards. Yeah, I think the line on at this Arrowhead, game. Since it's at Arrowhead. At Arrowhead. That two and two by the Chiefs is, you know, kind of misleading. I think that the line is Chiefs three and a half. Chiefs two and a half. Uh... So <laughs> the over under, believe it or not, I believe is the highest over under of of the week. And let me just verify. Yeah, barely. It is it is the highest over under of the week at fifty six and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. The ne- the next highest is actually our game today. If you're listening to this, when it, we publish this on Thursday, is the Ram Seahawks at 54 and a half. But uh, so it's as it could be worse. It could be sitting like a Broncos Steelers at 39 and a half. But no, expect points. Expect points in this one. Yeah. Um, well, and the thing about the any game with the Seahawks, it could just totally go to sleep for most of it. So yeah. this this I feel like is a pretty a pretty solid, you know, there's going to be points scored in this game. Yeah, I, I'm hoping this is a big fantasy game for a lot of people. I mean, this is, there's so many playmakers everywhere on this field. Like, I'm, I just want to, I just want to see a lot of points. I feel like we haven't had that, that really that much this year. So no, far. not yet. Um, we will. And then I do want to throw an honorable mention of a game to look at is the Browns at Chargers. Just, just because these teams are three and one and they're kind of playing for, that next tier in the AFC, I'd say like there's, I think there's like two very clear tiers. Like I, I still put the bills and the chiefs kind of as the cream of the crop in not just football, but especially in the conference in the AFC. I think and we're going to say a different t- sport. 
No. <laughs> and then you have the then you have the you know teams like the Browns, Chargers, Ravens, you know, kind of fighting to get up with it upper echelon. Yeah, they just don't have the the pedigree, the you know, they don't have the resume yeah. of you know, th- those other teams and yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be a fun game because I think this game kind of, you know, the Chargers' strength is their offense. The Browns' strength seems to kind of be their defense this year. And mm-hmm. so those are going to play into each other well. Um, I'm sure Baker will attempt many throws. And we haven't really talked about him that much, but Justin Herbert looking real good this year so far. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't look to be having any sophomore slump. Um, Chargers look pretty good. It's because he's so, not doing any commercials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, that's all I have for the week five preview. Uh, unless you have anything, we can move on to our two minute drill. Nope. I think uh, the only other thing I had is, uh, uh, Justin Fields named the starter going forward. Oh yeah. I didn't even talk about the news. Uh, let's before that's bad. Um, news. <laughs> yeah. Just Justin Fields. I literally have it written down. Justin Fields named starter, which is like, you know, all I can think of is the Michael Scott snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. Like, he, you know, Matt Nagy going between Andy Dalton, Justin hole. Fields, Andy Dalton. He just, he just, he's like, let me just, if I name a starter, they can't be mad at me. If I just keep naming them as starter and we'll see if it actually pans that way. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the right call. Like it's the right I call. They looked a lot better this week. Uh, Matt Nagy gave up play calling and the offense got way better. And I mean, make of that what you will, but I think the world has kind of made up their mind on Matt Nagy. And and to be fair, it's hard because they're playing the Lions. So it's – we'll see. Yeah. We'll see I mean, how, I, how Obviously, how it's probably going to be worse against the Raiders in theory, a Cleo Mack revenge game, question mark. Mm-hmm. But I think it's still the right move overall and uh, sad Andy Dalton noises. Yeah. And then other news, shocking releases. Well – one for sure release. Uh, Jalen Smith, linebacker for the Cowboys, was released today. Um, and nobody, looks, nobody's got him like yet. He's, it looks like he's signing with the Packers. That's what all their finalizing really? details. Yeah, they're finalizing details. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, they look to be the ones to sign him. He, because Matt Lafleur was with him when he was at Notre Dame, I guess, and he. It's already a fan, and they're they're finalizing details. That's what's as at this moment in recording. Um, who well, knows? Good because I didn't happen, even want but, Gilmore. Yeah, and Stephon Gilmore was released, but then it was announced that he was actually traded beforehand to the before being released to the Carolina Panthers for basically a bag of beans for a six round draft pick. Um, to be fair, though. He can't play until week seven. He's on the PUP list until mm-hmm. through week six, which thank God we play the Panthers in week six. So you don't have to deal with that. Um, <laughs> but still, he's, you know, is what it is. It did kind of limit because he has, a, I think, I believe like a 15 million cap hit this year. So that's and he has to be taken like on their books. So you have to have some space. The Panthers actually, I think, had one of the most, if not the most cap space available. So it makes sense, especially with the way the Panthers are playing this year, a little better than an expected. J.C. Horn getting hurt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think it makes a lot of sense. And I just realized, Jalen Smith, we got another Smith. 
Yeah, correct. Collecting all the Smiths. Yeah, I mean... Because we lost one, you know, Zedarius is out, and yep. you gotta have two. Although he's not, Jalen Smith is actually more of like an actual like linebacker, linebacker. Yeah, I but I think he's an off-ball linebacker. Yeah, but Smiths, um, Smiths are like are like the Sith. You know, it's like only two, always two there are, no more, no less. So as soon as Zedarius is feeling better, I'm sure we'll cut Jalen. It's it's good. I'm I'm glad. In I'm half, like Darth Maul. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go to two-minute drill. Uh, I got four questions this week. I also have four. You can start. All right. All right. Ready, set, go. Will Justin Fields keep the starting job, barring yeah. any injury? Yeah, yeah bar, barring injury. I mean, once you kind of – you can't put the toothpaste back in the see tube them there. Doing, you don't see them doing a Dolphins with Tua? I mean, it's possible, and I guess anything's possible with Matt Nagy, but – I don't see it happening. Mm, okay. Uh, who gets a win first, the Jags or the Lions? Uh, the Jags this week, they play the Titans. I don't oh, know who they play next. That's the uniform game. It's uh, on Thursday night. But... Let me I, – I, I think it's going to be – shit, the Jags. They have Jags, Dolphins, Seahawks. Whereas the Lions obviously have the Vikings. Who do then they play? Vikings, Bengals, Rams. Ah, I'm gonna go with <laughs> shit. I'm gonna go with the Lions. I think they Ooh. beat the Bengals. Okay. At home, I think Cat that the fight. Bengals. Here's my thought. I think the Bengals maybe pull off an upset over the Packers, and they're gonna be riding high. They look past the Lions. Yeah. And the Lions beat them. That, that's, that makes that's sense. My 40 chess for the day. Yeah. I think that's, that's what I'm going to say. I don't know. Maybe I just jinxed it. We'll see. Um, all right. Is Baker holding back the Browns? Yes. Next question. Kind of a softball. <laughs> based on how your thoughts were on Baker. Yeah. So. No, I, I was not <laughs> impressed. Um, does Urban Meyer get fired before the end of the season? No. I I don't really? I don't think so. What I, if he I don't... keeps going out to bars and getting grinded on? I mean, I guess it's just every then, week there's a new it's a new video. <laughs> maybe then I don't know. I don't think he gets fired for his performance. I think Shad Khan, the owner, knows this is a long term. Like you know, they can't expect to turn it around in one year. I mean, no. Um, are the Bills the best team in football right now? No, going to week five. The oh. Bills are not the best team in football. I think. I'm not sure. I, I just I'm hesitant to put that label on them because they literally have no running game. Um, they don't need it, man. Yeah, and I feel like we just talked about 134 how, like, points. Kind of the 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 Buccaneers don't have that as well, but that is still half of an offense, which is you know a third, but more than a third of a team. And so I I just I can't put that label on them yet. If they who, beat the who, Chiefs, who would you? We'll talk. Who would you put there? I mean, I think that I don't know because the Chiefs' defense is so bad, and the Buccaneers and the Rams. I'd probably say if you had to play like a like a seven game series, uh, Bills versus Rams, I'd put my money on the Rams. Okay. Possibly the Cardinals. I don't know. I mean, the Cardinals are so hard, like we talked about. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Sticking with this matchup and kind of just this is for the whole season, but uh, will Josh Gordon actually be a factor for the Chiefs? He 
could potentially be activated as early as this week? I I just don't think so. I think there's too many actual options there. Like he might have a game where he gets 60, 70 yards and a touchdown just because I just don't see him getting enough opportunity. And like Byron Pringle is gonna, it's gonna really no, but like you look at the, (laughs) the main share of that, like Hill and Kelsey dominate that the pass catching. And then you guys, you still have people like Edwards, Alaire, and then even Nicole Hardman and like all, like I just, I just don't see it working. At, at Edward Zolero owes my th- owes me a thank you. By the way, he's been much better the last two weeks since I said I was done with him. So you're welcome, Clyde. I guess um, I just keep doing that to people. It's ridiculous. Yeah, everything I say um, is wrong. <laughs> say the Packers are going to win every game. Do it. Do it. No, I won't. <laughs> I no, won't do it. it. Um, all right, my. Uh, my last question, actually, I realized here was before the Gilmore news came out, so I have to come up with one of the fly. The, the Panthers. I'm going to say with who has been the biggest surprise for you in this tech, in this old first quarter of the season. Obviously, now it's not with 17 games; it's not officially the first first quarter. But whether this mm-hmm. good or bad, who's been the biggest surprise? Biggest surprise. Let me just kind of peruse here real quick. Um, I expected the Steelers to be really bad. Um, and let me go to the NFC. Thank God we had extra time so I can look through really slowly. Oh, I, I got, I got an answer. It's the, it's the defense of the football team. What the hell happened to those guys? I mean, they, they, if I were to tell you after four weeks, they have let up the most points of anyone in that division that includes the Cowboys, the Eagles and the, Freaking Giants, like it, the football team was awesome on defense last year. They have the third worst defense by points allowed. Yeah, it's it's bad. So that's definitely my my biggest surprise. Okay. Uh, all right, last question: How many touchdowns will Rashad Bateman have this week, and why is it seven? <laughs> uh, who do, I don't even look at who the Ravens are playing. Uh, does, does it, does it super matter? <laughs> I mean, no. I, is he is he actually playing this week? I think he's getting activated this week. It sounds like he's getting I, activated. Um, one. I don't know. Over under like, point five. Yeah, point over under point five. Um, smash that over. Yeah, life's too short to bet the under. I say. Yeah, that. there we go. Yeah. Nice. All right. And two minutes. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, that's all I have, unless you got something, last things that you forgot to mention. Nope, I don't have anything. All right. Well, this one's obviously been a little longer, uh, a little more to talk about, a little more ranty at times, um, is what it is. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. Go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Just search 10K Takes. Go to find us. Also find us on Twitter and TikTok at third underscore forever 10K, where we post clips of our episodes each week, as well as links, as well as memes, GIFs, whatever you want to call it, uh, content. Uh, every week, every day, especially during the actual football days. Also find links to me and Kevin's socials on there, where we're a little more active during the week. Kevin still wants to be fought with on Twitter. Um, it's, it's, it's rarely happening. It's, 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 it's rarely upsetting. happening. I've almost um, given up. I've almost just decided that I, I no longer want it. 
you just hit him with a sneak attack, everyone. Just do it. Yeah. Um, go go find him. Just try to make trigger him. He'll get you know. It's not that hard to do. Just it's do it. It's not. It's really it's, quite it's easy. Really, yeah, it's really easy. Just just do it. Uh, it's great content. So, um, like always, I've been your host Adam Ozdor. As always, by my co-host Kevin Olm. Kevin, final words. Get well soon, Jair. Yeah.